to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. All right. Another episode of the motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Uh, who I got on this episode? We got Dave Lester and Ibrahim. My co-host is here. Uh, it's Monday, February 15th, which is President's Day. It's just one of them holidays that just sneaks up on you. You go, wait, what? Why in the fuck is the post office closed and the mail ain't coming? And then you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Good news is, though, alternate side parking in New York is suspended. So anybody who drives or owns a car, I mean, that's a sigh of relief. You know, not waking up at 7 or 8.30 or 9.15 or whatever odd time they've given you on your street to move your car from one side to the other so they could knock trash from the left side to the right side or from the right side to the left side. In New York, it's still a bunch of snow everywhere. It's just piles of snow everywhere, you know? So, you know, if you were one of the smart people, you dug yourself out as it was snowing, which is sometimes hard because you don't know exactly how much snow is going to fall. And you weren't one of those people because there's only two types of people. The people that dig kind of as it's happening and the people that just wait till it's all over and sometimes you know when you do that you wind up having to jackhammer yourself out your spot because it's you know gotten really hard over the night and frozen and then also you know a lot of people as they shovel you know they kind of tend to throw the snow either frontwards in front of them or backwards behind them so you know as they're doing that they're throwing that shit onto your car basically or under your wheels so you can't really move like that and like i said if you give it a night it's done frozen oh and the plows you know they come down and plow that shit all beside your car so kind of got to be doing that shit as you go but it's president's day and you, you at least get that day off and we all know you know the people who walk are the winners on those days it's the people who don't have a car. And they're the real winners in all of this, you know. They're the real winners. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah, man. Been coming down, which yeah, it's good in a way to know that the weather machine still works, you know. For all the Greta Thunberg and her crying about climate change. Which I haven't heard anybody talk about climate change since we had the pandemic and this virus came out. <laughs> people were very worried about the sun. I should say white people, because black people, I don't know. We too busy worried about our sun to be worried about the sun. I don't know. Some shit like that. Greta Thunberg is very pale, so she was very concerned about the sun. She looks like that little girl from Adam's family. But yeah, I haven't seen or heard any mention of climate change since the pandemic happened, which, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's President's Day. And the day before was Valentine's Day, which 
Cupid, an imaginary character, gets more love than the presidents. We we forget that day even exists. We go to the post office and go, oh, yeah, that's that's right. There'll be no mail. There'll be no stimulus check delivered today because the mail is not running, which I forgot that the mail isn't running today. I'm waiting for my stimulus check still, still on paper. I'm reminding myself as I speak to you to get my ass online and see where the hell my stimulus check is. I need some money. Because I just took a hit, obviously, Valentine's Day, which we talk about a little bit on this episode. Uh, you know, of course, that's not a dude today. That's for the ladies. That's what 30 something years on this earth has taught me. <laughs> You're lucky if you get a gift, man. You really are. Uh, nah, we in New York in particular, you know, we outdoor dining just reopened Friday. So, you know, it was nice to get that. And hopefully we'll get back inside and be doing some comedy shows real soon. For some reason, the comedy clubs still aren't open. Gyms have been open this whole way. Uh, restaurants are closed or were closed. You know, they opened them for about two months during the summer you know i'd say july and august and september and then closed them right back down in october and october you know christmas thanksgiving new year we were closed so we reopened friday valentine's day was saturday or sunday so you know valentine's weekend they wanted to rake in the dough after not being able to make any money for a few months and pay bartenders and such i mean other than the takeout and the delivery which you know that's can't be as much money as you know bringing in 200 people on a weekend or whatever uh so anyway i was obligated to take a special young lady out so we did some things here in harlem went up to uh what did i do oh oh i did it big we went to a steakhouse so you already know appetizers starting at 25 bucks you gotta fucking love it nah it was cheaper than that but still uh my bill was a hundred something i'll say that i had a very nice steak though cecil steakhouse in harlem if you're ever up this way and you're in harlem i'd recommend it i'd give it a four out of five stars hurts your pockets a little bit very good food uh and I just wanted to get the fuck out the house after not being out for like three months or whatever. However long they re-locked us back down by. I've been to a few speakeasies, but other than that, a few rooftop shows. Other than that, I've pretty much been inside for three straight months, you know, Netflix and then whatever. So it was good to go out, see some people, see some girls in high heels and Here's some people celebrating some birthdays. It was good to live a little because we've been just existing for the last couple months here in New York with the lockdowns and I don't know, trying to stay somewhat safe, but got out, had a good steak, man. Good fucking steak, $50 steak, and that shit was delicious. I'll say that much, man. That's one of them where they get insulted by how much steak sauce you put on it. And I'm a big sauce head, so I'm like, uh, you, you mind 
bringing me more than a drop of steak sauce, please. <laughs> the chef starts to peek his head out. Who the fuck is out there? That uncultured slob from Indiana is here. Get this fucking guy out of here. He gave us some complimentary champagne. It was the night before Valentine's Day. I'm not a big... I don't like to go out on the holidays. I'm a big day before, day after kind of guy. Like, I don't like to, you know, like going out Christmas the day of. It's just like, ah. Uh, I don't know. Everybody's just in a weird mood and people think the rules don't apply. The staff doesn't really want to be there. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I just think it's a bad deal for everybody. You know, you sit down at the table and you go, I'm so sorry you had to work. And it's like, you're not that fucking sorry that they had to work because you're here. You're fucking here. How sorry can you be? I always hated working holidays as a cab driver because of that. You know, people get in and I'm so sorry you have to work. Are you? But then there's a level two of like, well, if if you didn't use this service, then I wouldn't be making money today. So I think it kind of goes both ways. But I think people just think it's a formality, you know, it's like. When you see somebody and you say, how you doing? But they never actually answer the question. One of those formalities are just like, eh, you don't have to say that. It makes no sense that we say that. But yeah, I had a good time, man. Uh, for the first time in a while. Who was that, Drake? I haven't had a good time in a long time. You know, blessings, that one. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so yeah, Valentine's weekend is fucking President's Day, what's going on, no football yesterday, that was odd, you just could get used to football being there on Sunday, want to see somebody catch CTE, or a touchdown, I feel like those are the only two options, it's totally binary, you either catch the touchdown or you get CTE. But, uh, yeah, obviously that got ended. We discussed a little bit here on the podcast about uh, touchdowns, you know, and, uh, oh, the Super Bowl and Tom Brady winning, beating Patrick Mahomes last weekend or whatever. That was fun. No bars were open, so I had to enjoy it from the comfort of the crib, <laughs> which, yeah, just it's not the same, man. Uh, anyway. Yeah, obviously, unless you live under a rock, you know that happened. Tom Brady won, so now there's talks of him being the GOAT, which I don't know. The GOAT talk is just, I feel like that's reserved for basketball because you can influence both sides of the floor. I feel like in football, you got to limit it to position of, you know, he's the greatest of quarterback of all time. Because when you say GOAT, it's like, yeah, but you... You know, if your defense doesn't stop anybody, and of course, that's the damn hot take, you know, the hot take everybody's going with is, oh, it was Tom Brady all along. The Patriot way was the, actually the Tom Brady way. And it's just like, eh, I remember some of those years in, in the defense, you know, I remember them playing Indianapolis and Peyton Manning is number one. And I think he had set the record at the time for touchdowns in a season. 
and then we faced them in the, I think, opening round or wild card round. And fucking Ty Law had like four interceptions. Fucking Ty Law. So it's like, yo, you know, Brady didn't get any of those interceptions, you know. And that offense, I mean, what, Deion Branch was the MVP one year. Like, you name the MVPs, people forget he wasn't even the Super Bowl MVP a few of those. I, I want to say uh, Brewski, Seymour, maybe Will Fork, one of those guys another time was the uh, MVP. And I think Gronk was one. So it's like, yo, people, people like acting like it's like basketball, the GOAT talk, which everybody forgets LL Cool J. <laughs> LL Cool J gave us GOAT. He gave us that, you know, it was an acronym, greatest of all time. I think it's, you know, his 10th or 11th album. LL Cool J gave us that acronym and, and no one thanks him for it. We all just use it and we leave him out of all the GOAT conversations. We talk greatest of all time rappers or whatever, and we completely leave him out, which staying alive is a factor for my uh goat rapper conversation it's like you died i gotta bump you down on the list a little yeah should have should have had that thing on you uh but yeah it's a little annoying like i said the defense defense even in this tampa bay game that fucking defense was firing on all cylinders i mean the chiefs offense is so fucking high octane and i don't even know i think he held them to what 10 points 15 points maybe you know, Pierre Paul on that defense, which what <laughs> uh, are the running backs uh, for that on the Buccaneers? Um, right after the Super Bowl, he comes out and tweets, you know, my nigga Jason Pierre Paul, one of the greatest defenders of all time. This nigga was out here wrecking shot with seven fingers. Because <laughs> Pierre Paul, if you don't remember, he was a New York Giant. He uh, blew his fingers off, a couple fingers off doing fireworks for his kids which is some very fire marshal bill shit to do which i think i referenced that incident on the last podcast intro of just like this dude is still playing football and fucking playing well you know there's players with 10 fingers that can't get through a line the way he can and uh, Sue is over there. A lot of defensive guys. Then you had the big mix-up. Uh, somebody uh, was interviewing them after the game, and they asked Byron Leftwich, you know, how the defense was. And it's like, bro, you got to ask Todd Bowles that question. <laughs> I'm not Todd Bowles. Wrong black guy, white guy. Sorry. Sorry which is just fucking funny when people mix up the wrong person because, you know, people always feel like that's racist, but it's like, fam, I've mixed up people and mixed up names before and we were all black, so it's not necessary. Listen, the truth is all people look alike, right? It's true. There's about six or seven faces in I'd say about 10 different colors. 
And hell, sometimes you even get people of different races that look like the same person in a different color. There's that meme of uh, Jay-Z and Troy Aikman that everybody's like, oh, shit, they do kind of look like each other. <laughs> and they fucking do. It's weird, but it's like, whoa, how the fuck does Troy Aikman look like Jay-Z? But you got to find that meme. Google that shit. Anyway, on this episode, uh, I got Dave Lester, uh, veteran New York City comedian Dave Lester, uh, host a great show out in Brooklyn when the world is open at Moe's. Shouts out to Moe's in Brooklyn, Fort Greene. It's just at the beginning of Brooklyn and the real Brooklyn, like the black one, not the gentrified Brooklyn, so... It's an interesting spot, man. Uh, good guy to me. This guy, uh, you know, put me on some shows very early on in my career. And, uh, you know. So we got him on and Ibrahim joins us. Uh, they both live out in Jersey now. They're probably neighbors or some shit. <laughs> and they didn't tell me, but yeah, it's a good episode uh we talk a lot about uh what did we talk about here? Oh, we talked about um Dave Lester did Who's Got Jokes, which is a somewhat uh forgotten show that was on TV One, which is like BET to the second power. If you guys are familiar with TV One, Google Dave Lester Who's Got Jokes. And Go ahead and watch that clip and you'll see we reference it a lot. It's a pretty bad clip. And I, even Dave would admit that of just like, you know, if everything pretty much went wrong for you on TV, this is what it would look like, uh, you know, pretty much a worst case scenario for a comedian. So, you know, I know we come on here and we talk about wins a lot, but. You know, it's some of some of the losses and some of the bad things that define us. I like to tell people, you know, for Jay-Z, everybody likes to, you know, talk about all the records he's broken and, you know, things of that nature. But I think it's the some of the bad things that define him. So, you know, he shot his brother. <laughs> people rarely ever bring that up. Uh... He talks about that on, what is the song called? You Must Love Me. So listen to that. He shot his brother. Uh, he stabbed an exec, allegedly. He's been arrested. I mean, fucking go. What was I thinking about recently? Oh, the Jay-Z R. Kelly song, uh, Not Guilty. That The funny thing about that song is if you go back and watch the video, R. Kelly's singing his heart out. At the time, Jay-Z was the one on trial and in a lot of trouble. R. Kelly had yet to go to court, you know, and the, the P-tape hadn't even came out yet. So it's a little odd because you like, yo, this nigga is, you know, singing about how he's not guilty when we all just saw the tape. Nigga, you are guilty. But it's like, no, actually, <laughs> you know, this is so far back. That at the time, R. Kelly had been in no trouble legally. It was Jay-Z that was in all the trouble. So, 
you know, Jay-Z becoming this billionaire and being married with kids and maintaining his cool on the elevator in salon. Just like, yo, who made the joke? I think Chris Rock made the joke at the BET Awards, maybe that he hosted, where he said that wasn't reasonable doubt, Jay-Z. And it's like, yeah, that wasn't because reasonable doubt. In my lifetime, Jay-Z was stabbing execs over bootleg CDs. So, yeah, this one's a way more more mature and poised Jay-Z, you know, making the right decisions ever since that Not Guilty song with R. Kelly. (laughs) They went two different directions. You've seen Surviving R. Kelly, nigga. Anyway, where the fuck was I? Oh, we were talking about the bad a little, you know. And it's surviving those, as they say, you know. It ain't what happens to you, it's how you deal with it. So we talk about Dave Lester, his failure, his grand failure, and coming back for that and having the motivation to keep going. Uh, Go on YouTube and type in, I think it's DaveLester.WMV, and... You'll see this episode of Who's Got Jokes. Uh, Tommy from Martin, R.I.P., that's no longer with us. He's a judge. Bill Bellamy's the host of the show. Uh, I think Wendy Raquel Robinson that was on the Steve Harvey show. And Ray J, of all people. (laughs) Fucking Ray J, that's right. Brandy's brother is a judge and... You know, Dave Lester makes the mistake of being a little arrogant and actually saying to the judge, you know, let that joke marinate. And then Ray J calls back to, you said let it marinate, dog. It's It's been about five minutes and I still don't get it. So, and I think I, I watched the tape right before I'm doing this intro and it, it it just, you know, Dave made the mistake of being a little nervous and was rushing all his jokes and uh you know god bless the women on the panel the judges because they gave him a little bit of um (laughs) they still showed him some love you know Wendy Raquel Robinson was just like you know I know you're better than this whereas men are just like hey what the fuck is you doing do you still got your day job (laughs) and that's why they say women are our better halves man they're nice when they don't have to be when everybody else is laughing at you there patch on your head and rub your back and may offer you some food which sometimes that shit is worse <laughs> sometimes that's not what you want you like oh shit i must have lost this fight because she's consoling me she offered me an ice pack and not him but yeah we talk about that on here like i said go to youtube type in dave lester i think WMV was the clip that I saw and I mean it's nine minutes of pain and as a comic we all feel that pain when somebody goes down in flames and I mean it may be funny in the moment you know as it's happening we all might stand at the back and laugh it's it's and we always used to say it's bad if you're funny it's worse because we all know you can do better (laughs) and Dave's funny so we all knew he could do better. It's just like, oh, man, how did this happen, you know? And the people on YouTube, he, he talks about on this episode how it gets taken down and then people put it back up as, you know, worst comedian ever on YouTube. And it's just like, God damn it. That's a hard, you know, label to shake. But 
Dave's resilient. Dave's seasoned. He's an older gentleman at this point. He's got kids. He doesn't give a fuck. He's still out here persevering. You know, the four Ps. What are they? Patience, perseverance, practice, and persistence. So, yeah, uh, we addressed that. Like I said, co-host Ibrahim's here. I don't want to talk too long. What else happened this weekend? Oh, the uh, comedians dropped the movie. uh, What is it called? Black Judas here. Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, which is written by a few comedians. So uh, the Lucas brothers that I, I I don't personally know them. There are class or two before me here in the city. And I feel like everyone I know knows them. <laughs> but I am about a year or two too late moving to the city. What did I get here? 2012-ish. I feel like they're 2010-ish. They were out here kind of heavy in these streets but yeah they wrote a movie about uh the life of fred hampton a black panther so there are no spoilers folks uh if you know anything about the life of fred hampton which a lot of people don't know am i getting that right it's fred hampton i believe yeah which comes back to jay-z i arrived on the day fred hampton died Real niggas just multiply. See, I remember lyrics. That shit helps me remember stuff. People think rap is just ignorant bullshit, but it actually helps you remember stuff. So that means he died December 4th. I want to say 1970-ish. Because Jay-Z's birthday is 1970. All right, folks. If you didn't already know, I am kind of a Jay-Z stan. I'll admit that. Eat the hurt. I didn't like hearing that. Ether hurt. I would say Jay-Z lost the battle, but he definitely won the war. <laughs> definitely won the war. Anyway, yeah, Fred Hampton, you know, if you know the story, there's no spoilers because you know what happened. But it's more so built around the life of, uh, what is this guy's name? I'm forgetting his actual name now, but he's played by Lakeith Stansfield, which... <laughs> I don't know, Lakeith's, Lakeith's a great young actor, man. He's played a few sellouts, though, you know, and Get Out. He was, you know, sellout. And in this one, he's a sellout uh, informant that, you know, basically gives the Black Panther party up, man. And this shit is a little sad because <laughs> you're just like, damn, man. Black people were selling black people during slavery. Then we get all the way to the Black Panthers and trying to make some progress. And we was out here being government informants, turning each other in, man. We might be our own worst enemy, goddammit. Which, now, nah, Lakeith, I mentioned he was in Get Out, and so was the lead character in this movie was in Get Out as well. So it's a little bit of like, you know, hey, man, you know that guy's not thinking right. You know Lakeith ain't thinking right, man. He's been hypnotized by them white people, man. You can't let him in the Black Panther party. You got to flash your camera at him. Anytime that nigga's got on that top hat, you already know what it is. Which, yeah, shit breaks your heart a little because you wish it ended differently. But like I said, you know, you don't necessarily have to see the movie. Obviously, see the movie. It's some great young black actors, which is good to see that turning over a little. I'm doing some auditions myself, so 
it's good to see a little bit of movement in that world, you know. Uh, Jermaine Fowler, another comedian, pops up towards the end. He's in it. Who else is in it? Oh, Lil Rel is in it, you know. He makes a brief appearance. Uh, the young lady that's starting to get popping, uh, Dominique Fishback, she's in it. Which, you know, this the whole thing moves very fast, man. I remember Dominique Fishback, which she's been in a lot of movies this year. Young black girl actress. Got a lot of range, though. I can remember like five years ago, she was doing plays like on St. Mark's, you know, and different stuff like that. Just small plays around New York City and obviously got, you know, a manager, got an agent or whatever. And she's big and popping now and within Hollywood. So there is some movement. I mean, you know, it felt like for a while there was no movement. You know, when I was growing up, you'd see, you know, Denzel, Wesley Snipes. Angela Bassett, which the running joke about Angela Bassett is that she's played everyone's mother. She's played Martin Luther King's mother, Malcolm X's wife, <laughs> you know, Jackie Robinson's sister. Like it's a running joke, but it's like, so, you know, for years it felt like, you know, the same crop of actors. And now you're getting, you know, what's my guy? I think Snowfall's coming back next week, which I'm Looking forward to that. February 24th, third season of Snowfall. And Dam Damson Idris, I believe is his name, which, you know, he's a foreign guy. Another foreign black guy. Which nobody plays an American drug lord like English or British black dudes. Obviously, Stringer Bell on the wire, which is uh, Idris Elba. <laughs> I'm getting into the Sopranos now myself. I'm digging into that. Uh, it's an interesting thing, man. Interesting because it just, I don't know, New Jersey, which feels like a whole nother world, but it makes you a little nervous now. You drive around and you say, wait a minute, man. What's, what y'all really doing over there? Are y'all really unloading that truck or are you hijacking it? You know, Tony Soprano working in waste management for for years, which is just funny because the kids are like, Daddy, what do you really do once they're like 16? And it's like, you know, I ain't the smartest motherfucker, but the man leaving out of here every day in clean khaki pants and a polo shirt talking about he in waste management. You ain't never seen a garbage truck. You ain't never seen a picture of your father father nowhere near a garbage truck that didn't have blood running out the back of it <laughs> i ain't the smartest motherfucker but uh yeah which i was i'm just finishing up the first season so i'm getting off into the second season but you know i gotta see which show is the greatest show of all time between the wire and the sopranos which both you know come out of hbo around the same time and I got to admit, I was so pro-black. I was so hotep. At the time, I didn't want to watch The Wire because I was like, oh, just niggas selling drugs. But once I actually sat down and watched it, probably like five years ago, I've watched it four times since because I said, oh, shit, it ain't just the black guys selling drugs and then the cops catching them. They show how the cops are crooked. They show how the school system's crooked. You know, they show everything, you know. 
the uh, Polish, Italian and Greeks bringing the stuff in at the docks. Because, as you know, the hotel and the pro black always going to say we don't own no planes or boats. So how's this stuff even getting into our communities? And I mean, you see it on the wire it really shows you it in 3D that everybody's crooked. But, you know, now I hear people say the Sopranos is the best show and a lot of people say it's the wire. So I'm actually going to sit through. Because we ain't got nothing to do. We supposed to be staying home and staying six feet away from everybody. So blocking myself in. And as I start to do these auditions and stuff, I guess this is all good reference points. A little more and I'll get the fuck off here. Dave Chappelle got paid, people. He got fucking paid. Finally. So Dave Chappelle and Neil Brennan got paid by Comedy Central, because if you've been keeping up last month, he or so he released a video saying, you know, I just don't feel like the amount of money I signed for was worth it. And, you know, there was some people a little split that, you know, on one hand said, all right, well, yeah, but also that is what you signed. And he said, well, at the time I was as any artist is desperate, you know. I had a wife and a, a child on the way, my first child, and I signed for what I signed for, but them selling it now just doesn't feel right for that same price. So Netflix was honorable enough to pull it, and they pulled it. And yeah, a month or two later, it's back, you know, and Comedy Central cut him a check. You know, some sort of residuals. He got reparations from Comedy Central. And Monique still hasn't gotten her special. Well, <laughs> she's moved on to Showtime. Which, uh, you know, my big takeaway from that months ago was just, I don't know. It just looked funny that her manager, uh, her husband, kept speaking for her. And it's like, ma'am, I've, I've never heard any entertainer's manager do interviews on The Breakfast Club. And then there was, of course, Monique coming down there and yelling at Charlemagne on The Breakfast Club. She actually said to Charlemagne, does your mother know you down here giving people donkey of the day? <laughs> like, you know, you got nothing when you go to, hey, man, how would your mama feel if she knew you was down here doing that kind of thing? Which I've been binge watching uh, Kevin Samuels. Uh, look him up on YouTube, folks, if you got time. Uh, he went viral for his average at best clip, which he's basically been telling a lot of women. Hey, I don't know what you waiting on, but uh, Usher ain't coming through that door. You're a waitress. I don't know why you think you're going to meet a dude and make six figures. That is a fairy tale. So... God bless Kevin Samuels and shouts out to him. He's been doing the Lord's work with some of these women of just like, listen, we're not going to act like there aren't some men who are delusional because there fucking are. There are some men who are fucking delusional. It's like, yo, you talking about you would never date a stripper. Actually, nigga, a stripper would never date you. You don't have no money and you look like shit. But I feel like men very quickly put those guys in their place and go, <laughs> come on, fat boy. 
Whereas women, you know, there's always this. If you can't love a big woman, if you ain't man enough to handle a big girl. And it's just like, why am I not a man? Because I don't want to handle you. A and B, why the fuck do you have to be handled? As if you some sort of wild beast that needs taming. Fucking relax. You know? But anyway, what I was saying was. Kevin Samuels, I uh, was relating that to what topic was I relating that to? God damn it. It just slips my mind. I was on a roll there putting shit together and then boom, I just lost my point. Oh, that Monique shamed him because Kevin Samuels always says women, you know, being that women lack physical strength, some of their tactics you know, one of their main tactics is shaming men, meaning like, you know, making you feel bad because as I gather it, and this isn't a Kevin Samuels thing, this is a me thing, you know, men don't really have to engage in that because it's really just making your point and then standing up and saying, I've made my points now we can fight or we can move on. <laughs> But women not really have it because you've seen Birdman's energy when he was mad at Charlemagne. Birdman practically came down there and flipped the tables over. And then Charlemagne went to, you pulling up on me, though? You pulling up on the radio guy? Yeah, you real tough. Charlemagne reverted to shame. <laughs> Which Monique was shaming him. And it's just like, look, I agree with Monique. Monique deserved more money. I think we've hashed that out several times on this podcast. She deserved more money. I don't know if she deserved Chappelle, Chris Rock money, but she deserved more money. And I think I'd said a million times, whatever D-Ray or Mike Epps got more than D-Ray, but probably whatever Mike Epps got, but not Chappelle. And people were acting like there was no middle ground. And I agreed with her, but. I thought she went about it the wrong fucking way, but she had nothing left when she went to the railroad and told Charlemagne, does your mother know you down here calling people donkeys? And it's like, lady, it's not a one man or a woman thing. This isn't about gender or color. <laughs> he calls her, everybody gets donkey of the day. Black, white, yellow, purple people, which we mentioned a little on this episode about the, uh, glue and hair girl gorilla glue girl that you know got the gorilla glue stuck in her hair and it just sucks that you know when it's when it's a woman we all have to you know we can't just flat out go well that was fucking stupid what an idiot look at this dumbass person there has to be some sort of sympathy you know as if putting glue in your hair is ever a thing anybody should consider you know but when it's a woman and then when it's a black woman it becomes multi-layered of oh you know not only might this be a little sexist this might be a little racist too misogynoir or whatever the hell they call it you know and it's just like no this is just stupid and that's the difference between men and women you know we don't look for sympathy Usually when things happen, we laugh them off. I mean, Johnny Knoxville, there was a show called Jackass on MTV. Steve-O stapled his nuts. And there was no GoFundMe, you know. 
he didn't cry and make three videos about it. No one said, you know, you're racist if you think this was stupid. It was just like, no, this motherfucker's dumb. And this girl just put Gorilla Glue in her hair. Which ain't the crazy part. The crazy part is that she filmed it, to which I'm still scratching my head going, you know. And I was saying to somebody the other day, you know, with her getting, I think, a lot of money. I I, I won't say an amount, you know, $300,000 in GoFundMe money or whatever. You know, getting on TMZ, getting verified, getting a manager. I said, yo, this is why Jussie Smollett lied. Because at some point, being a victim has become more profitable than actual talent. Now, Jussie's an idiot still because he was on Empire. He had a manager. He was verified, but it wasn't enough. He wanted more attention and jumped his ass on stage the next night and called himself Gay Tupac, which I'm still scratching my head as to what types of songs does gay Tupac make that gives a whole nother meaning to hit him up hit him up hit him up hey (laughs) I don't fucking know but you know attention and you know clout chasing that's the new thing you know so everyone now is ducking behind oh gorilla glue girl you should feel sorry for her because black women have to always be presentable So even though she ran out of hair products, she still knows as a black woman, she can't go out there with her head not done. And you know what I hate about it? There is some truth to black women's hair being difficult (laughs) and it always having to be presentable or whatever. And, you know, Eastern European beauty standards. I'm no dummy. I know these things. But at the same time, it's like, But you didn't have to put fucking glue on your head. And even if you did, you certainly didn't have to fucking film it and upload it. And if you're going to do that, you know, be like Johnny Knoxville. Film you a pilot and pitch the shit to MTV and don't fucking cry about it. Because you, as an adult, made a conscious decision to put some fucking glue on your head. And I'm sure I'll see some article soon about how this Eastern European beauty standards and Monique not getting a paycheck, but Dave Chappelle getting one from Comedy Central and her not getting one from Netflix is all tied together. But until then, (laughs) I'm going to get the fuck off here. Y'all check out this episode. And as I said, you know, Google, uh, Dave Lester, I think, dot M-B-W, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Or Dave Lester, who's got jokes. And check that out, and you'll see the bombing that we're referencing here. But also check him out on a good note. I mean, I believe Dave has a comedy album out there. You know, go to his page, follow him. And uh, like, share, and subscribe this to this episode. And thanks for listening, uh... Hey, what up? Oh, hey, what's happening, Hunt? What's happening? I hate that, man. Good to good to hear you, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's good hearing everybody, man. Shit. I know that seems crazy to say. Everybody sound like they've been in jail now. Like, damn, good yeah, to see you. Um, we all been in the hole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, 
They left us um, alone with ourselves, and some of us are our own worst enemy. Yeah, yeah. You got to either work that shit out or hold your breath for 10 months. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Okay, I'm, I'm outside and uh, through a mask, so if I need to, I'll take this thing off. But can you yeah, hear me probably okay? take the mask off, you know, but I can hear you. But yeah, it do sound a little muffled. No, hold on. How now? How about now? Yeah, it sound it clear now. How about on my end? How I sound? No, you fine. You, I can tell you home. You ain't got no socks on. You good. Yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> chilling, having some coffee, you know, she, get, getting she, into my morning routine at one o'clock. Yep. That's 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 a good that's pandemic life, bro. I was I was uh my whole schedule was off with that shit between having a new baby and 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 not having anywhere to go. I was like I was rolling out of bed like cocaine head hours. But that's been good, right? Being that you had a new baby and now not having nothing to do, you get to, you know, nurture. Yeah. Right? It it really it really did work out for us, uh, because we both were home, and she's a new mom. I'm an old dad, so <laughs> together we are we one decent parent. <laughs> when you add job we're like up. one able-bodied parent together. I have the I have the knowledge, and she has the fucking legs. Uh, so yeah, hilarious. <laughs> These are facts. I ain't even thought about that. We like we like two scrappy niggas together make one decent parent. But I have to write that down. Hey. Are we recording already, or are you already be live? Yeah, we live, man. We recording, you know. Uh, I recorded today. I put it out on Monday. That's kind of the process. Uh, okay, okay, okay. What about you? What you been doing to fill your, you know, your bachelor? What you been doing to fill your your, your days? Man, just sheer boredom. I mean, yeah, that's about it, you know. I've been going yeah, to work man. and still doing a little bit of cabin just to pass the time. I'm like, yo. Damn, he, he going he going to work to talk to somebody. Yeah, it's, that's where we got to eventually. It's like you know, to meet some people, man. Out here, but you know, I I just want to get out of the house. So you gonna run a tight five on a passenger? I hear you. Yeah, it's been but, crazy. Uh, I mean, and I'll run a tight five on a passenger if I can find one, because ain't no tourist. Oh know. yeah. All right, I think Ibrahim just tapped in there. Yo, what up, y'all? Yeah. What's good? What's happening, man? Shit, man. I'm fucking in pain dealing with this gastritis. Yeah, I heard, man. What is what? What is that? It's pretty much like an inflammation of the stomach lining. I got diagnosed. Oh, God. Yeah. You're fucking tomatoes. Bro, I forgot all about... What happened was I, I got when got me a salad trying to not be a fat ass no more. Went right. to Panera Bread, got, got me a salad, and... uh. I don't know. It was, it was just all around healthy. Lean chicken, all the shit that I thought was good for me. And I ate it, and I completely forgot about the whole tomato connection. Yep. And I just found that out about a month ago. I was like, yo. What what happened with tomatoes? Tomatoes eat away at the line. They have a, I forgot what it's called in it, but they basically eat away at the stomach lining. Like they're acidic. Yeah, they're acidic. yeah, highly. So I have to stay away from all acidic foods, pretty much. Like Me I haven't too. had orange Me juice. Too. I haven't had any. Cause yo, but what's crazy was I didn't realize what was happening to me. Cause I thought I was having a fucking. Cause you know when you have a a, a gastritis flare up or whatever they want to call it, it feels like a fucking coronary. Hmm. So it feels like you're having a heart attack. And I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? This I was, is 
you you were the old nigga station. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see. Old nigga. Uh, hey, two things became a nursing home. Where two things that happen, yo, you start falling asleep out of nowhere, and the other thing is your stomach don't react to food the way it used to. Interesting. I, hey, how old are y'all? How old are you, Dave? I just turned forty-seven. Mm. Yeah, See, that's the problem. I got this youthful face, and niggas be expecting shit out of me, and I'm like, I don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> Ibrahim, you ain't. You I'm ain't be 38 yet. I'll be 38 next month. But I got a lot of miles on me. 38. <laughs> okay, you got a lot of miles on you. You yeah, one of them. I've been working in the mines since I was 14, niggas. <laughs> nigga, I'm old school. Yo. Yo, I yeah, I. This uh, is old. I will say, being home, like. Maybe. Sorry, guys. I hear echo real bad. Yeah, that's the uh, overhead speakers. I guess I'll stop for a second. Right here. What you got going on, Dave? I've been eating better. I, I had I got, I got diagnosed with diabetes. So Damn. Oh, wow. When was that? Oh, diet shit. I've been I've been living it. When did you get diagnosed with that? Uh, toward the end of well, I knew. I don't know what it is. Black people be knowing what the fuck wrong with them. I, I was, I knew, but also, I went in. Uh, I went in in October. They told me. Oh wow! And, uh, then they tried to go prescribe me a whole bunch of shit, and I was, I was uncomfortable with what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I went and looked up a herbalist, and then I talked to my man. Willie Lynch Jr., who's a comedian and an herbalist, acolyte of Dr. Sebi. Yeah, yeah. yeah Shouts out to Willie Lynch, man. For uh, real, for real. For we real, gotta get real. him on eventually. Uh, you gotta you know, get I him on. Back in St. Louis. He, he was yeah, out yeah, here yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, uh, he sent me a pa- I sent a nigga a couple of hundred dollars. He sent me a package. Okay. Good money. Yeah, yeah so you you going more, more towards the natural medicine and not fucking with that... Uh, Whatever yeah, it's really just watching you. your diet. Yeah, I mean, he gave me some basic shit. He gave me some elderberry. I make the tea out of it. He gave me some fucking sea moss, which I was already putting in my smoothies. Mm, he was okay. telling me what to stay away from and leaving the toxic shit alone. Even your deodorant, even your soap. Mm-hmm. You know, everything. Yo, crazy. listen. Down I, soap. I, yeah, I, yeah, your soap. Yeah, but I tried that fucking, I tried that deodorant without the aluminum in it. Nigga, just give me the aluminum back. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was... Something no, like a pot of fucking curry. Oh my god! Nah, yo, that deodorant doesn't last at all. And then, if it it reacted to my body wrong, like like the under underneath my my armpits was like burned. I was like, nah, I can't. Do this. It got that tomato in it. Yeah, that probably. Yeah. <laughs> got that. Got some baby tomatoes. Tomatoes. <laughs> you ass, yo. I, I'm fucking with the Arm and Hammer uh, natural shit right now. It don't do nothing to me so far. I don't use that much neither. I use a tad. I, I, oh yeah, I, I'll stick with the old spice, my nigga. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a old. See you spice at the crossroads, nigga. Yeah, yeah. You at the crossroads. Yo, I've no, never no. been for strong. You know, no. Dave a little older. He might fuck with that fruit. Nah, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I put up a tweet a while back. I was like, I'm, I'm using Mitchum deodorant. That's when you know you grown, grown. Yeah. Oh no, nah. Mitchum. Mitchum. Man. Hey, brute. Brute was like your daddy shit. Yeah, you fuck with Brute. You gotta already have chest hair when you fuck with yeah. Brute. Yeah, grandpa had the baby. <laughs> That's what he on a date. You gotta be a you 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 a share, you part sharecropper when you fuck with Brute. You you on some other shit. Grandpa had the baby powder though. That baby powder was serious. Yo, <laughs> now, now grandpa, imagine, grandpa yo, didn't talk him. 
Talcum powder, right? That's it. Talcum powder and will. What's the difference between talcum powder and baby powder? Is it just your age? A little different. Yeah, I think the, the whatever they make it, whatever make it smell with, whatever yeah, they make it use to. The talk, uh, I remember the, the talk that we used to use in a barbershop when I used to cut hair. Right. And um, yeah. that's a little bit different than baby regular baby powder. It's a little mm, strong. Right. It, 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 it adheres to the, uh, to, to the body a lot better. And it, like, absorbs moisture huh. a lot better. Yeah, yeah ladies. You sit your ass <laughs> in the top. <laughs> you know, y'all know, know y'all ain't got... Y'all ain't got no goddamn female female listeners. <laughs> hey, I got some female listeners, you know. They, they they hit me up and they tell me, like, yo, what the hell is going on on there? Like, you got to right, have right, some right. women on there. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. Oh, so what's good, man? Thanks mad. for having me, first of all. Thanks for having me. Ah, thank, hey, thanks for coming on, man. I mean, it ain't like this no real professional shit, you know? Nah, man. nigga, this is... This is- Therapeutic and, and and fucking good. We at least I'm talking with two two funny motherfuckers. I ain't gotta hold hold the shit up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You ain't got to regular people. Shit. Yeah, I've been talking to regular people. I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, but hey, you gotta get your shit off. I I be in grocery stores getting it off because it's like you know, I ain't got no shows. <laughs> got let off. What you think about right this arugula, bitch? This <laughs> nigga be spitballing ideas in the produce section. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Hey, I do. Hey, how about you, Dave? When the last time you've been on stage? Oh man. Um. Uh. Before they shut it down again. Oh, mm. uh, so what is that? Before the holidays, I guess. What, uh, what you do? The, what you do? The arrogant swine, right? Did, did I that, do that? You did that wrong. I think I was supposed to do it and I canceled. I started feeling bad and I was around time. I was feeling my body was feeling real bad. Mm-hmm. And I know I done made a few boot bookers mad, but fuck that eighteen dollars. I, I wasn't feeling well. <laughs> yeah, now. it ain't it ain't worth your health, man. Fuck uh, that. And I'm coming from Jersey on, on one bad leg. I'm like, all right, you know what, bro? I'm gonna have to just shelf it. On one bad leg, still. but you you should have had your extra strength this week because Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, so niggas over forty been acting up. She not me. I, I niggas. <laughs> it's funny because my uh my bro- my boy called my brother in law. My brother in law, this nigga is a diehard Patriot fucking Tom Brady fan. Black black as me. I'm like uh nigga, there's something you want to tell. I didn't know that about you. That's like finding out a nigga was gay the whole time. What the fuck? <laughs> I said, this nigga came out right he's a, now? He's a closet Brady. <laughs> this nigga's a closeted Brady fan. And then he came out and was trying to give me a jersey. I'm like, if you don't get away from me with that weird shit. Yeah, I always feel divided about it because I, I hated that everybody jumped to make it, uh, you know, well, he, he supported MAGA and, you know, white man. And it's like, yo, it's three black head coaches on the team or three black assistant coaches and like 50 black players. Yeah, that's what I was hype about, three, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like Harlem. Word up. The buck, the whole coaching staff is black outside of Bruce Arians. Yeah, facts, 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 facts. And Bruce Arians is actually a huge advocate of all things black. So once I started, I started softening a little bit. I was like, all right, Yo. yeah, long as that Arian ain't spelled with a Y. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that too, nigga. I was like, I'm A-R-I-A-N, uncomfortable even saying I like this nigga. Yeah, a whole nother Arian. Yo, that motherfucker. Because when you talk about Bruce Arians, you gotta be like, yeah, that's not with a Y. Just that you know, you gotta explain yourself. Yeah, we can't be cheering for no A R Y A N during February too. 
yes, sir. Show the double whammy. But I did start thinking maybe they are the master race after watching Tom go win another Super Bowl. <laughs> Yo, fucking Bruce. You see how that just flat line? Right? Yeah, yeah. He, it, <laughs> Hey, 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 Dave, get ready for a lot of that. It's going to be. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I'm still trying to find out. Hey, nah, nigga, we, we, we deciding them shits right now. Y'all the yeah. comics, yeah. y'all the comics standing in the back. Hey, like, nah, I ain't like uh, that shit was corny. Nah, that nah, shit we, was corny. Nah, we right hey. Dave, I got to go through Dave, I got to go through this shit for an hour and a half. Hey, hey yeah. I know well, I am. Come on, man. No, I, I throw them out there and I hey, let you, the audience decide. They're not for other comics. No, nigga, I hear you. But nigga, we uh, the filter. We are the sift. <laughs> you know, I like. No, you know, I, I think I think that's a comic. um that's a position people like to take. No, oh, oh. no. Like I'm one of them comics. I go on stage, right? And if mm-hmm. I didn't say something funny, then the next thing I say is gonna be funny. Like nigga, I'm yeah, I believe that. But then I know there are some of y'all that hang on every line. Some of y'all, no. you know, ooh, ooh, that didn't hit like I wanted it to hit. And it's just like, nigga, you could just keep talking. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get other shots. You know, the game, you're like in the game, that's like a nigga after missing a shot going, y'all see that shit? Uh, <laughs> or he keeps saying, it was the room. You know, the oh, world And it's like, fucking, nah, man, you that, could just miss a shot. God, I hate the nets. I hate the nets at the guard. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, this you shit. Just, this that shit went in at Boston. <laughs> yeah, double. You can I'm just not, throw your shot up, man. I always got and you can only hit that. Always complain so about the double times. rim. Oh, you, the double rim. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. The double rim is literally the Caribbean rooms of black culture and the black yeah. comedian. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes that shit. So I don't know who that's for. But yo, they think you the best. Oh. You get your jump shot right. The double rims will do it, just like them rooms. Yeah, did. just like the rooms. You gotta, you gotta arc. You gotta hit that arc, nigga. You can't mm-hmm. be hitting no line drive or uh, low ceiling having ass after school set to ain't jump no, shot. Ain't you no bank shots either. Drop. The backboard don't help you either. Nope, you got the round shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil from Indiana. That's why his jump shot wet. That nigga ain't got nothing out there but a but a hoop. He got a peach basket out there. Right? <laughs> peach basket. <laughs> that nigga, nah, that nigga shit is wet, son. Hey, we did huh. used to have the uh the crate out in the alley. The crate. We did too. Oh, we, had the we, crate. Had yeah, we had that. Nigga, it was all. I was. We used to dunk on them shit. So I jam my fucking finger for a fucking song. I ain't. I ain't doing that shit no more. That stupid shit. Yeah, that shit was serious. We was out in the back <laughs> playing third world country ball. Yeah, you had to dust off the road after the yeah. clan rallies. Every time a car <laughs> come, the game gotta stop. <laughs> Yo, we ain't shit. What were we supposed to be talking about? <laughs> I don't even know. Time. I think I was asking you about the last time you was on stage. Oh, how about, how about the- you mm-hmm. when the last time you was up? Yeah. Uh, on stage? I would say that was Dave's show. The uh, the last two things, two shows I did was Dave's show. Two Dave yeah, Lesson Productions. Shit. <laughs> I ain't shit, man. Dave the only motherfucker booking me, man. Hey, yeah, that's a shame. They one of the first people to book me. That's why I always got love for it. Yeah, word up. For sure, for sure, man. Let I'll me be come down there to, to Moe's. I think you had at the time. What was that, probably yeah. 2011, 2012-ish? Oof, you asking me to lie right now. How long you did, had the show at Moe's? Um, it's going on nine years. I think I, I think I got it in February. I got it in the week after the Super Bowl mm. about nine or ten years ago. I don't know yet. I gotta, I'm going to go look it up. <laughs> yeah, you'd have had that joint for a while. That shit is an institution, man. 
For sure, for sure. And uh, the return the return rate is uh, dubious, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the you're creep. supposed to do it for the love, but I know you're just joking. Uh, no, you know I'm just serious. Hey, hey, but, uh, when you say hey, when you say some shit like that, it's always like, yeah, I do it for the love. That's almost the same as a nigga that stayed with his woman for the kids. It's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you fooling yourself. <laughs> nah, nigga, I'm trying to raise these seeds, bro. Yeah. Like they twenty now, nigga. It's time for a divorce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could them niggas. Them niggas ran away. Dro- what are you talking? They about? Well, fuck it. Go ahead, blow them up. Name names. Who, who who was supposed to come back on the return? I don't think anybody's supposed to come back. I just, uh, you know, I've reached out to people who were not like gone, gone, and they were like looking at me like I was speaking Portuguese. Mm. But it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's part for the course. But I had to learn to separate that. This is this is not now. This is how I felt a couple of years back. But I've made sense, since made peace with it because this is number one. This is it's kind of like you know your coworkers. You don't hang out with the coworkers at the at the place you got fired from. Like you just mm-hmm. you know they don't answer your calls. It's weird. So yeah, it, and some of us I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely think I, I guess I would say I had to learn the lesson too of like associates versus friends. Yeah, these niggas is colleagues, be at best friendly colleagues at and really best. a lot of them are competitors and competition. So. And that's you a whole other see it that way, but they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just talking with uh, who was I talking to about? I was talking about insecure. I was talking to one of the promoters I work with, and he was talking about the insecurities that manifest on and off stage, and even when a show's going on, and how niggas is in the background just showing, just you know, it, it, it showing what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. just doing what Ibrahim just did, just calling my shot, being like, oh. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, 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 time out. I didn't that wait. Ain't shit. I ain't do that shit. <laughs> oh, if you go, if you gonna call me out, call me on some shit that I actually did. I didn't do that shit. Yeah, Stop that back, that, that nigga backspin ain't shit. Look, oh. <laughs> look at <laughs> look, look at his, his follow through. Shit. Sure. <laughs> Luck. <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it's 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 a strange game, definitely for sure. Yeah, but, but I will say, like I said, I, I think you do a good job of giving people a shot early on. What And for people listening, I'll ask you, like, as a booker, what's, like, your process or your mindset going into booking a show? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. Uh, for one thing, all things black, first of all. If you black, you get a shot at some point in my place. Um, and then if you dope and you, and you black, you get a... You, you get work. I, I, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm trying to get you on. Because I love watching my people discover, you know, dope black comics. That's my, mm-hmm. I'm not even shy about it. And I've never been shy about it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. Because it should be an extension of me. And, and I mean, you know, as of late, there's been a lot of shows in, and your show <laughs> being in Brooklyn. And some of these shows, you know, they book like, they book like the white people book, and you say to yourself, you know there can be more than two black people on the show, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a very Yo. new, weird mindset, but I feel like you still have a little bit of that old-school Brooklyn mindset. Well, I'll tell you uh, what that is. I think that comes from this goofy-ass producers seizing the opportunity to have a show right now who these guys are not developed comics. They're trying to develop the clout, and they have mm. they have a unique opportunity because the level the, the playing field is level right now. Yep. So you can really show up and set up shop. 
you know? Yeah, it's 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 the wild, wild west right now. And then, you know? yeah, and then so what they do is they do that, and then they discover, oh, this has a little, this comes with a little bit of power. So the first thing they do is try to play to the the, the job they or play for the job they want. With the well, yeah, I always they, hated that. It's like you know, social climbing through their shows. They try right, to have these right. all star lineups. I'm and like, the niggas don't care about you. You don't even got no credits, but they'll be yeah. like, "Well, what credits do you got?" Right, yo, it's that's that, right. that's my pet peeve, yo, B. That's my pet peeve. A, a motherfucking co- a, a nobody asking me what my credits are, or even asking any comic what their credits are. Nigga, I got flight miles. I, I got combat minutes, B. What you? I, hey, I ain't see the you best credit is being funny. Yeah, it's being funny, man. And I mean, you know, yeah, that 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 shit is always funny because it's just like, yo, you know. Either you can put a young, hungry comic on stage that's going to do his best, or you can book somebody for credits. They can show up and treat your the shit like mic. an open yep. Pretty much. I've pretty seen, much. I saw that shit much. the whole pandemic, bro. I see yep. it, and the show will, will, will remain nameless. I'd name it, but this is Phil's thing. But, Nigga, I'd name it. I'll but, give a fuck. But it's motherfuckers. <laughs> yo, I would name it, too. But like I said, I respect Phil's platform. But I seen that all the time, and me and Dave, we talked about it. Me and Phil, we talked about it as well. It's like those motherfuckers yeah, they book yeah. those guys with Netflix and all of this stuff, and you see those guys come there and they treat that show like shit. Meanwhile, you yeah, got well, a whole you know, group of hungry comics, like you said, standing behind them that's looking to showcase themselves that are hungry, and they'll look right past. And them. that would do would do their best. Well, that speaks saying? that speaks to my my formula is. Uh, a solid opener that can go anywhere in the lineup to start the show. Then, I, what I call the fifty-fifty spot, or what I call the you know the the wild card spot. Just a nigga, I don't really, you know, just a human, just a comic, I don't really know that well. I don't know if it go where I think I like him, but we'll see. It's a bar show, it's free. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. And then I put yeah. solid cats, and then I'm a book me, I'm a book at least two. Headliner type comics, you know. I throw you like you two niggas are uh, headliners as far as I'm concerned. Whether whether you getting the credit for it or not, I feel like if you can if you can be engrossing for fucking thirty minutes, uh, without Hell, sweating if, up there, boom. if you can rock for twenty in New York, I mean, baby, shit, in twenty minutes is an hour in New York. Twenty minutes, it's like kill yourself. Like these fifteen minute niggas make me laugh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But, but yeah, that 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 shit is definitely annoying, yeah. you know. So you go like, you go uh, on the road and you try to fill a, a, a forty five minute slot, and that's the feature. Now, if you're an hour, you're you're a fucking comic, uh-huh. or you're a closer, and you got a stretch, what you gonna throw at them? Uh-huh. Yeah, what's wild is, and I mean, what I've discovered in being here is like it just always seems to me like it's the people that shouldn't have that much ego to have the most ego uh brother <laughs> i was checking out a little of the uh the comedy central joint what was the uh documentary they got on black comedy uh, oh oh i forgot all about that. i got bob, bob sumner was on there talking oh just, boy. I, and yeah. i mean ibrahim knows the story but he he came to my uh show at caroline's i was headlining or whatever and uh that motherfucker sat in the front row and was dying laughing and and brought people with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you never see he don't yeah, that's rare. And you go, yo, he goes all the way back to Def Jam and booking Def Jam and yeah, still yeah, got yeah. love for the game and he'll come and watch and laugh, you know. I was yeah, expecting Bob. you know, him to come and fold his arms and just kinda and be judging, you know, some cats they come with the notepad and you can no, tell they Bob, keep it score no. your shit. 
what I will say is, if Bob, even if Bob did do that or, or didn't do that, I think it speaks it speaks to what he saw before you even. I mean, he must have known you before, or at least known of you. And yeah, then, but like I said, he didn't. Love. Yeah. He didn't pull the whole, you know, what credits you got and all that kind of shit. It's like, motherfucker, I ain't got none. That's why I'm here asking you. <laughs> right. but, he, that his, his, but it's his job to go do what he did, which is go look for the talent before. Yeah, you know and, I mean? I, and I mean, mind you, he's not a comic. So, but right. from that, he gave me, you know, the spot at the Apollo name on yep, the marquee, yep. all that. Did you did you do that yet? I have not done it yet. And I, me and him have actually had, we've come to, we've butted heads about it because I wanted to do that more than... He gave me the information to do laugh tracks, and I sent him ah. the information. But I wanted to do Apollo more than I wanted to do laugh tracks, mm. believe it or not. Hey, it's uh, it's only a matter of time, baby. Speaking of you, you, oh sure, you to definitely. Pack he told me, he, yeah, he told me he was like, "Nah, Dave, I got you this season. I got to put some because of COVID. I got I owe a couple, couple of people some some goals, but I got you this year." I was like, "Say no more." Hey, but I definitely, we yeah, definitely yeah, had, you. we definitely had back and forth about it. He was like. Would you talk to a white producer like this? Because I was, I was really, I was really, I was, was coming hard. Yeah, I was. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> he was hey, like, we didn't know I came hard about this shit before. Yeah, but I, he he weathered it. He didn't hang up on me and tell me go fuck my. He really weathered it, and we got to, we came to a place. And it was dope. It was really a good conversation. No, nah, but it wasn't. He's it wasn't no bitch ass and, shit. And, and dude, seen everybody. Like I said, he came right. to my shit and sat front row and actually was laughing. I was I was very shocked. I'm used to industry people. You know, they sit at the very back. You'd be like, "Were you there? I don't even know you were there." You know I mean? It's good. He lets you see him. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you go to some. Bar show, you know, in Brooklyn, and some cats like, you know, what what credit you got? You just if you don't get the fuck you. out of here with this with this fucking <laughs> bed, bed bug written ass bench sitting on, it's crazy. And that's you know, Ibrahim was talking about it a little too because Ibrahim was like, yo, I don't know if it's worth it me coming all the way from Jersey for a show in the park. And I'm like, yeah, no, yo, it's not I got even, a rule. It's not even for the show in the park. It's the possibility. Of possibly getting time <laughs> on the show at the park, like I'm not risking COVID no. to stand and hang to get. It's not worth it. If I'm booked, I'll be there. But it, but if right, it, if, but if I have to go and show face, like nigga, this is not the climate to be showing face in. This is the climate to be like, yeah, yo, you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go slide down. You gotta go swing on the swings at the park. That's what they and say. you yeah, and you can barely show face at right now. Yeah, you got to have a damn mask. On. Yeah, you gotta show. You gotta show eyes. Yeah, but <laughs> they like was you at the show? I don't really remember. Man. Nigga, you got yeah, your you got eyebrows done. Mask. I didn't recognize you. <laughs> Nigga, I got my eyebrows done for this shit. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, the eyebrows but, is real important right now. Yeah, nigga. Uh, Dave, when did you start? How long have you been doing comedy? You know, man, I've been wondering that myself. I uh, <laughs> I started nineteen winter of nineteen ninety seven. I started. Oh, you and, a winter? Uh, yeah, I like I like doing shit at the end top of the year. I do. I, you know, I try. I do. You know. I, oh, you was I one know. of them New Year's resolution comics. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I just in my spirit, I saw something and I was like, oh, I need to give it a shot. Not, I, that was my first time trying at a comedy club. I did a bringer at, at New York Comedy Club. And uh, where Al Martin used to have it, and uh, oh shit, the yeah. How did you do the first time? Did you crush it or I crushed it? Uh, I crushed the bringer, then I did some hood rooms, and I bombed for about two years straight. <laughs> <laughs> straight oh, 
Straight, nigga. Right. I was I was a lottery team, nigga. It was <laughs> every room, was every painted. room had every room had the double rims, nigga. For me, it was <laughs> every room. <laughs> what is up with these rims? Shit go halfway Dave, down and come out. Yo, Dave rims. was terror alert level orange. <laughs> nigga, it was City. a nigga. It got to the point that uh that that uh. Uh, hosts would not leave the room. They would just stay in the room. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> they stay close to the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep standing yeah. by the door. Mm-hmm. Nigga by the stage, on the stage. Oh, like, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't want to walk down. I don't want to walk down these stairs for nothing. Just stay right. Let me just stay right here. <laughs> Which yeah, I always think. I always look at it like you know, mainstream rooms and stuff. That's that's for writing, and then the hood rooms is performance, for performance. Yeah. They want they want to see your ass sweat. Yeah, they gotta feel your conviction. But it was for me uh, the uh, the novelty of doing the white, the white mainstream rooms was they just laughing at you because you black, mm-hmm. and you animated, and you ain't doing and you ain't doing the work. And then when the niggas is and then when niggas is writing in the rooms, they it's a resentment, but it's also a quiet. It's even if they don't, even if they don't not like you, they too scared to fucking support you. I'm like, nigga, I know this is some shit that's not just happening to me. I'm not the only nigga with life yeah. insurance. Am I the only nigga in here with life insurance? What's going on right now? So I took I remember that I had bombed. What did I bomb? I bombed somewhere in Harlem at one of uh, Omar Thompson's joints and uh, Marshall Brandon was laughing the whole time. And you know, he's a thinker. He's Brandon. a thinker. He's he's one of the dopest writers in New York. And, Please tell it. Please tell he's it. He's on a road with Chappelle, ain't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's out there with Donnell and, and uh, Donnell are real yep. close. Donnell <clears throat> Rollins. But uh now nah, Marshall Brandon, I remember he told me one time he said, Yo, you was killing it, like you, you know, for everybody right in front of you. But he was like, you know, at the back, they couldn't really hear you. But he told me, he said, yo, always pick your voice up and be loud. You got to be loud, nigga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always had that problem of like when I had the microphone, I felt like people should just listen. And I feel like the hood rooms, they make you earn it. You gotta earn it. I, I do a joke about it now. I got a joke about how niggas, if niggas made politicians work as hard as they do black comedians in black rooms, We'd have reparations <laughs> by now. I'll swear to God. You'll put us through our paces yeah. when we comedians. I got to earn the right to earn the right to make you laugh. But mm-hmm. if you do <laughs> Kamala you... like you do me, nigga, we'd be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you, like, grow up wanting to be a comic? Like, what made you do it? Like, I think it was it was on three levels that it was happening for me, and I didn't even know. On one level, um, I knew I was the only child, so I entertained myself all the time. On the second level, I was a uh, homeless poor, not having a lot of clothes. I was the bum nigga in your class that nigga snapped on. So that 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 forged, you know what I mean? That forged that, and then the need to be liked, you know, initially anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. All that shit. That need to be liked. Yeah, all that shit manifested into a nigga. That's that's usually how it happens. Mm. Uh, and then when I it got to a point after after what we about to talk about, which is who's got jokes. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about being like, I want to be understood, heard, and laughed with for my ideas. I don't want to be laughed at because I'm... That's one of the things Patrice said. Like, if everybody likes you, then it's almost something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with you if everybody likes a lot. Plus, that's a lot of... I didn't even care about being popular in high school. So I had to look at my, my, my approach in high school. I had my little nerd and then- track friends, and that was it. 
And then they'll turn on you. I mean, they will because you Ibrahim talked about a few episodes ago, uh, Kevin Hart. And it's like, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Yeah, that speaks even to even Dave Chappelle said, you know, Kevin Hart is what four tweets shy of almost being perfect. perfect, and they hate this motherfucker and have turned on him. So because he's like, trying yeah. to please everybody, that's like a chef waiting for the for the customers to ask what y'all want me to make, nigga. Don't you and know? Goes, and, I, and that's what I was telling Ibrahim. I said, yo, this dude goes out of his way to be nice, you know, and he's he's on record as saying, you know, I don't do jokes about gay people. I don't do jokes about this or that. And yeah, look at how they turn on him and how they treat him. So it's oh. just like, man, you might as well get up might there. Just say what you want to say. say. Get yours you off. Get yeah. yours off. The people that like you are going to be your tribe. Control yeah. the narrative. Exactly. Control the narrative. Kevin don't talk about race or politics, none of that, and they be on his ass. Yeah. So yeah, you, you you might as well get your shit off your chest and say what you feel. Uh, you mentioned who's got jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, so we we should maybe explore that chapter. Of yes, yes, Dave yes. Master. Explain how you got on who's got jokes. Explain the whole thing because I'm a I'm gonna tell you I've seen the clip obviously clearly. Um, the thing that pissed me off. Was having Ray J and God bless nigga. When I tell you, when I tell you, I'm only getting famous to see that nigga. Yeah, like that's your motivation. <laughs> that's my motivation, nigga. I do one-handed push-ups because of that nigga. I am very motivated to see this nigga somewhere and let him know how I feel. And who else was it? It was uh Tommy from Martin. It was Levita. It was Levita. God bless Tommy. He finally got a job. That nigga in heaven on unemployment. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the sister of Wendy Raquel Robinson, uh, because yeah, 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 yeah. is a gem. She, she's said, awesome. Yeah, I said, what do these people know about comedy? And yeah, I will say, I think Wendy Raquel. She done did stop. a little she bit of the standing. lady thing. Of yeah. Like, hey, hey, give him a chance. <laughs> I, I want to talk about her after I tell you. First of all, I got on Who's Got Jokes from an audition in Philly. I think I missed the audition in New York. So me, Dino Vigo, and Chris Clark drove down to Philly. Might have been Elijah, too. We drove down to the Laugh House in Philly, which is defunct now. Uh, okay. And uh, we got online. It was, it was, it was late. It was late February. I never forget. It was, late. it was cold as shit. It was a Saturday. We we, we was late. We got down there. It was six hundred people down. It wasn't six hundred. It was a lot of people, a lot of comedians down there, uh, from all over the place. And we got on. I got. I think I was like a buck seventeen or some shit. And everybody was like, "Yeah, you got to be clean. You got to be this." It was you know. Once a nigga come out, he'll tell you how it is on the audition. Mm. And uh, they packed it full of comedians in the room and a few people up front. And uh, we we finally got to the point where we can come into the showroom to watch the show. I'm watching, you know, comedians that don't write jokes really struggle with <laughs> trying to be clean. Don't don't uh breast, breeze past that part. Comedians that write don't jokes. write. <laughs> you heard what the fuck I said? I you I mean I was very clear. Uh, and they was hey, they was like, you know that watching basketball <laughs> players that can't shoot. Yeah, the niggas was trying to do, do shooting drills, missing eight footers, just you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I got up and first thing I did, I addressed I addressed some shit and I was like, "Yo, I ain't gonna lie, Philly is cool, but y'all are like a fucking nice 
flower. You're like a nice plant in a raggedy ass tenement. Or some shit I said about how it's both nice and and disgusting at the same time. And that shit ripped the room. And then I just went into my shit and uh, I was cussing. You know, I just went for it. I, at that point, I didn't care no more. I, I mean, I told my jokes, but I told them really. How far into comedy are you? Like, how many years? I'm probably, I'm probably, I'm probably six years in, but I ain't been working hard these six years. I've been in and out. Every time I bomb, I take six weeks off, six months off, whatever. Okay, you one of them. You part time. Them in, them in and out niggas. I was one of them niggas. So mm-hmm. I didn't have a, I didn't really have a set set yet. You know, mm. I I would take it show to show and oh, I'll try this and I'll try this. But you did well enough in the audition that you yeah. got on TV. Yeah, I got that. I got I, they hit me up. I think uh, Tina Tina Fey hit me up first before I got a call even from the Who's Got Jokes people. It was like, yo, I hear I heard what you did and blah 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, oh, I, oh, thank you. I'm just thinking she's congratulating me on the on a nice audition. You saying Tina Fey or Tina Graham? I'm sorry, Tina Graham. <laughs> I was about to say, God damn. I was about to say, man. Tina Fey, uh, I was supposed to be Tracy Morgan, actually. I was thrown off like a bug. I was like, Tina Fey gave me some pussy. And uh, no, um, <laughs> no, so Tina Graham hit me up and, you know, was, you know, uh, showing me love. And then, uh, and then I got the call from L.A. And then they sent me the whole shit, the per diem, all that shit. And then they flew me out. To LA? No, they flew me to. No, it was in Las Vegas. That shit happened. Which is why oh, I, don't, I don't go to Las Vegas to this motherfucking day. I ain't going back there until I get back on TV. God damn. <laughs> fuck Las Vegas. What happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas. Yeah, fuck that. No, but seriously. Uh, so I went out, I flew out there. They fly you out there. Real nice. Virgin Airlines. Real real nice. Put us up in the uh, Luxor. You know, it was cool. Nice. Me, me, Tiffany Hash was on my season. Derek Gaines. Okay, yo. I had, a, I had, some, I had some hitters. I, I went to school with all these niggas, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah. You you felt a little like you got held back or left back. I got left back. Yeah, I got left back, and then I became a professor. <laughs> like let him <laughs> just let him teach the class. Fuck it, you know. What are you gonna do? Uh, but when you got there, and I mean, obviously, I guess we should. Is is the clip still online? Is it still on YouTube? I, a girlfriend of mine had it taken down, but I have since seen it. Oh, when y'all broke up, she put it back up. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Phil, that's hilarious, nigga. Uh, no, this she, nah, was... she resubmitted it and, and, and brought her own followers. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll say for people listening, I guess, would you look up what is it? Who's Got Jokes and Dave Lester? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, like I said, I think we all heard it the comic watching it. Because I think when somebody showed it to me, I knew you by then. So it was like, nah, man, like, it just felt like a setup. Well, let me just say that, number one, it's a it's a comedy game show at its premise, which mm. I, I didn't really prepare. Number one, I didn't know how to prepare, and I was just, in my, in my head, I, oh, I made it. I, I'm a half-assed comic, not with no set. Like, I'm doing everything wrong you can fucking do. I'm basically setting up myself for, I'm setting myself up for a perfect storm, and you multiply that by timing, that they released the show and the show's content. And yeah, I was destined to fail. And did they tell you guys going in, like, we will air a bad set, like one of you will fail? No, yesterday you got to read that in the fucking thing you signed. And I didn't, uh... read, I didn't read shit. I just saw the per diem money and I was like, Tommy, I'm... he was happy to be there. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. 
It's kind of like and, when and you feel like you was maybe too early into your career to have taken it seriously. Say that again. Do you feel like you were maybe too early in your career to have taken it too seriously? too much too soon? Absolutely, absolutely. It was too much too soon. If you get the chop to do something before you're ready, it's going to be trashed. Ask my son who dropped out of high dropped out of college, and, and I'm I'm still paying for this shit. Yeah, you know I'll say that, and I mean you know the old. You know the old saying is you can never be seen too late, but you can be seen too soon. Absolutely. And especially in New York, you see some kids run around like a fucking chicken with their head cut off, networking and begging and networking and emailing, and you going, yo, it's not good. <laughs> At all. And what's sad is when you try to pull up, pull a coach about it, and this is not everybody, I'm very selective now what I say and who I say it to now. But you know, when you try to pull a young cat's coat to it, they they'll drop they'll drop the, 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 the bitter bomb, they drop bitter on you quick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, maybe I'm I'm giving you this this nugget that might be useful. I didn't say shit about your act. I just said you don't need to be in front of everybody right now. You know, do you have a solid yeah, fifteen? Like, take your time with it. Yeah. Let it let it develop. Let yeah. it marinate, right? Let it marinate. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> nigga, that's those awesome. uh, that might be like a said, that I, might be an album. I hate it. I hate any show that airs a comic not doing well because I think it actually people may laugh at it, but I feel like it devalues the show. And I mean, that's one of the downfalls of Comic View was, you know, around season six or so, they started putting crickets behind people bombing and showing people not doing well. Mm. Shout out to Marlon Randolph. Uh, yeah, that that fucking phenomenon of. Dog piling when a nigga is on fire, or you just are you gonna just throw the kerosene on him while you're on fire? It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and then you know it takes you know, and I mean all of us know a comic might work ten years before getting on TV, so and to get five minutes. Yeah, and that so and then, that would be take, ideal. That would be ideal. So then to take three minutes of their hard work and like you said, basically throw kerosene on it and t- toss a match over the shoulder, you know. For a few cheap laughs, I I just never been a fan of that shit. Like uh, well, I said, I hear you, and, and don't get me wrong, I love a good bombing in in a club, but I wouldn't re- I wouldn't fucking record it. Mm. It's, well, yeah, it's bad it's for the genre. Through, you know what's really breaks um, the illusion too. Really yeah, that. it breaks the fucking fourth wall. That we are highly we are highly trained, fucking pre- high priestesses, high priestess shit, and you want to show. Show some. Why don't you just show some fucking some med school students fucking up a cadaver while you're at it? Because that's exactly mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. That's well, exactly. yeah. It's a really it's a really nasty thing to do. And then, like I said, you know, it's one one thing if one person has a bad idea, but you you say, well, you ran this through a whole network, and to this day, it's the reason why Deaf Comedy Jam was held in higher regards right. than Comedy mm. View, right? Because they started pissing on their own brand. Mm. Yeah, they really did. I really do think that they started farting in their own elevator. And that's sad. But, <laughs> you know, as far as I'm going, bombing on fucking bombing on that show was the best thing that ever happened to me. But here's the thing. I bombed on there in March of that year. And, you know, they threw a... One thing I don't do, what you need to know about me, I don't shit on black people on stage. I talk... That's, that's house shit. If we got some business with some of our people, I talk about that shit in our house around people that look like me. and Ibrahim was just talking about that a little of like just the phoniness of like the whole Whitney Houston thing. I did not like that. That broke my heart with the way she was done before she died. 
how she was made. But you know, when she passed, everybody you can't say a word about her. Yeah, that old phony shit. And Amy Winehouse, you know, it was kind of opposite. People were like, "Oh, that's sad," you know. But also, we get it. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was her time. Mm. But uh, so you feel like we're a little too hard on each other at times, and that and that was, I guess, what I was trying to say about like, you know, um. Who's got jokes and even like I said, comic view adding the crickets behind people. It's yeah. just like it's not like, it's kind of productive. We almost it's not love to but see they, each other. But Dave, what was you saying? You said that show happened in March. Yeah. And then what so else? So that happened show happened in March. I recorded in March. Um and I did I, I, I was saying I don't like shipping on black people because uh when I got I got awarded the topic of Michael Jackson on the fucking spin wheel game show he has. Oh, yeah. So I this was after I had already eaten shit the first round. Like they brought me back out for this round, and they Michael Jackson comes up there, and I ain't never wrote a bad joke about Michael Jackson because I don't, I don't believe some of the things they say about him, and I have trouble with, what with how he's being perceived, and I don't know the nigga, so I don't mm-hmm. talk about what I don't know. That's my rule. I talk about what I know. Mm-hmm. So okay, when it landed on Michael Jackson, I just made some shit up, and it was terrible. It was terrible, but he mm. was, but at least he was still alive, dancing on top of squad cars in his pajamas when I did it. Mm-hmm. He was alive. <laughs> Yeah. They, now they they were, they aired that fucking show the week after he died in uh, that that following August. Mm. Oh shit! Yeah. And you was joking on him? Yeah, they showed that clip of me saying that. They showed my yeah, show. So that just made people even yo, more like, man, fuck this guy. Hated wow. me, son. Niggas, niggas hated me, son. Niggas. Wow. Yeah, the oh. YouTube comments was on fire. <laughs> and I'm no like, I, I pay them niggas to come see me now. How how, how, uh, how was you received in the community after that oh, happened? Like, how do you let me survive? get back to yeah? Let me let me take you back to the day. So the so I, I bomb, I go off stage. Niggas don't look at me because they don't want none of that shit on them. You know how it is when a nigga bomb and you got to go up next nigga get away from. Me. Right. So uh, man on fire, dead man yeah. walking. Yeah, so I went I I went to my hotel room. Uh, and the comic that I shared the hotel room, he advanced. This nigga throw a party at the hotel room. Uh, and partying around your bed. Uh, and they party uh, the bitches is like they, and then they realize who I was, man. Immediately go to the other side of the room. God so damn. The nigga asked me, yo, could you go somewhere like home? And <laughs> God so, damn. Wow. So I just went and took a shower while these niggas was partying. In my, I was literally took a shower. They had a whole ass orgy in your room. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the shower. That's not like you was uh, Ebony from Players Club, <laughs> just in the bathroom. Yeah, just crying. Yeah, yeah, nigga. I have never, I've never washed so so astringently. I never washed harder than I washed nah. that day. Um. So did, the next morning, did I, anyone yeah. else bomb? Because that's what I'd have been hoping for. I don't I even, rem- I don't even remember. And if they did, they didn't I'd bomb have been like trying me. To distract mm. people in no, the crowd, no, been waving my hands. No. I was the last comic on the last season. They 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 recorded. They recorded all the seasons. God, they they damn. The same crowd. You caught, yeah, you caught I, bad time and all the way around. I caught everything. I didn't help myself. Michael Jackson's yeah. death. So I'll ask you: Did you? All right. After they taped it or whatever. Did you come back and kind of tell like your family, like, yo, it didn't go good? So okay. So, when it comes out, or did you kind of keep it to yourself? Oh no, I told my then wife. I think that's one of the reasons why she divorced me. I'm being honest. Oh, uh, shit. 
<laughs> let me let me rephrase that. I divorced her, but it was her idea. So <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> she made it like when a nigga uh, she made me eyes, not want to be with her. I seen a dude on Oz tell another dude, uh, "Say I can have your shoes," and then he took them. Yeah, basically, that, that's how that's, that's it. She 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 made conditions so bad. I was like, I guess I want a divorce like that. It was hard. It was hard. <laughs> she ran the clock out on your yeah, ass. Yeah. So <laughs> so, uh, but I came home, told her what happened. She was like, "Why did you do that?" She said, "Why did you do that?" I never forget. This is the kind of simple-ass woman she was at the time. Um, and I don't never say that unless I mean it. Just the same woman that I beat a dude up when she was nine months pregnant for, like, stepping over her and taking her seat that she was about to sit down in and train. I beat the nigga up in front of her, and she told me, why are you fighting? I'm like, you don't really know how life works, do you? So, <laughs> it's the same Yeah, shit. you... Bitch, you know how... You got to protect your cubs. Yeah, so I'm like, even if you didn't agree with me beating this nigga, stomping this old-ass Caribbean nigga's ass uh, that was on his way to his construction job, you at least have to... So hold on, you beat up an old Caribbean on the train? He was old, but that nigga was spree. Fuck that. He was like, I don't know, in his 50s probably at the time. I don't know. He had gray hair, and he had a lunchbox and a hard hat. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga was capable. But after I hit him a couple of times, and it's... Yeah, you hit a nigga in the mouth a couple of times and he lose he loses steam. So, <laughs> then his look and then his wife lost respect for him. He, he was it was a whole he got fired. <laughs> yeah. He got <laughs> fired. Yo, that motherfucker put the hey, that motherfucker put the fix in on your ass in Las Vegas, that old Caribbean dude. Nah, this was <laughs> yeah. This was definitely he set that but, whole shit up. He might have. Nah, I don't think he, I don't know. But in any event that uh, I say that to say that she was mad at me for bombing, and I just looked through her for the first time. Like, do you know how Common logic words. and reason work, <laughs> bitch? Yeah, like, like you think I did that on purpose? I think that was the last time I slept in our bedroom. I, from then on, I was on the couch. I was like, I'm leaving. I was on the couch. <laughs> I don't want to see you. Damn, man, you gotta all because of Ray J. You gotta avenge yourself, man. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna bane break his back. Like, I swear to God, when I see that. I'm not a fan of non-comedians judging, but then I hate comedians judging too. But I just feel like what does a regular person really know about comedy other than this made me laugh or it didn't? Nigga, I'm a better singer than Ray J is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a fuck what Ray J think personally, but somehow he was aligned. He was in my view. And I think I'm going to, I think the universe is going to have it where we meet again. And I'm going to have the conversation I need to have with this man. But you said Wendy Raquel was really nice. Let me say this. I was in the, uh, so the day after I leave, you know, I finally got out of the shower the next morning. They wouldn't let me out the bathroom. And, uh, (laughs) you know, you go home after you lose. I go, I go head to the airport and across the airport, I hear Dave, Dave. And I'm like, now I'm bugging. I'm I'm fucking losing my mind now. Niggas, (laughs) Niggas are calling me in my head. And uh, she goes, no, Dave Lester, Dave Lester. And I hear, I turn around, but then I keep going. Ain't nobody out here got nothing good for the man, right? Got nothing for me right now. Let me just get on this fucking plane. <laughs> You're like, fuck, yeah, fuck this town. There's nothing here I want. And then she goes, it's me, Wendy. And she took her fucking wig off to reveal herself. It was her. 
Oh, she had like a disguise in the airport. Yeah, exactly, thing going. exactly. She took her glasses off, took a wig off, took a little, a little beret, I guess she was wearing. And she was, Dave, let's come in. She ran over to me and gave me a fucking hug and was like, let me talk to you for a second. I don't know what happened to you last night or whatever, but there's more to you. You need to be that guy. And then, hmm. then she's and then she's talking, hug me and she said, I love you, I'll talk to you soon. And she ran off like we've been talking, like we knew when we were friends. And I was just like, What the fuck just happened? And then I got on the airplane and watched Pursuit of Happiness and Crowd all the way back to New York City. <laughs> <laughs> For so many reasons. <laughs> hey man. For so many Damn. reasons. You win. You win some and you lose you some out there, man. Yep. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yep. Dave. I, I got booed at the Apollo. Uh, the first time first I did time. it, I did amateur night. Yeah. So I know all about it. Yeah, you know, but you ain't get booed on TV, nigga. <laughs> no, no. Mm. They, hear me out. But they took the clip mm-hmm. and they put it online. So oh. I met the Sandman and I remember my cousin found it and was like, this nigga ain't funny. <laughs> and he was oh, like, shit. he was like, oh man, you know, it'll be okay, whatever. He gave me the encouraging shit in text. But in life. And then I looked. <laughs> I looked. <laughs> I looked at the um, amount of views and it was like 50. And then like three days later, I looked at the amount of views and it was like 10,000. I was going to say 10 Gs. This nigga nigga got sponsorship off of you. to everybody back home in Indianapolis. Yikes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he got got sponsorship. Uh, a little bit like how you said with Wendy Raquel, uh, Yamanika commented and she left me like a really like motivational comment. About like, yo, I did amateur night too, and I bomb, blah blah blah. Look at me now. She ain't been back but. in the black room since, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, first of all, that's my friend. First of all, that's my friend. I'm not shitting on her. I, I, I can, I can, I can razz my friend. Me and Yamnik started 20 years ago, and she knows I will call her, and we will, I will, I will we will go back and forth. But we, I love Yamnik. I got love for, her, and that's facts. I've tried to book this motherfucker for years. She won't mm-hmm. Nah, I'm joking. That's I'm joking. Hilarious. That's the homie, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yamanika. Yamanika Saunders put her. She put her fucking time in. I love her to death. But I, that she ain't above getting getting fucked with because she, she don't come through my rooms. So she know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell her next time I see her. I'm gonna tell her you said. I that, wish but you yeah, was. Man. She got my number. She got my today number. Nigga. And uh, mm-hmm. but but I want to say this about about the whole shit. So I talked about the bombing, and the thing about comedy is. The shit move fast. And as you know, when you don't do well, when something happens, that shit move fast. And bad mm-hmm. news travels mm-hmm. faster. Apparently, bad news travels faster than, than airplanes. Mm-hmm. So uh, right. I got back to New York, and the city was a buzz Because everybody had an opinion uh, about me getting the show from the beginning. People mm-hmm. that liked you, people who didn't like you, people who were indifferent in you. All these people had an opinion uh-huh. about me. So now... The nigga, the, the rumor beat. The rumor was worse than the actual what happened. There, like, yeah, the nigga, uh, Ray J pissed on him, and uh, uh, Bill punched him in the face, and it was terrible. Damn. Yeah. So, then I got home, and I had to deal with the wave of the New York. And then the worst thing about uh, not doing well is the niggas that are trash that want to give you shit now. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Nigga, you know you ain't you better. Still did I'm, well I'm, in your audition. I'm better than you, even though I had a rough night at work. And you got the nerve. You got the fucking. This is the you know, unmitigated they, they goal. They, they took their swings, brother. They took the swings at your boy, and I had to eat it. I couldn't punch nobody in the face. I couldn't choke nobody because it just, you know, it just feels the negative. So I just was had the, to eat it. 
Was the scene, because uh, you've seen this scene transform, was the scene a lot more open and harsh back then with criticism than it is now? Because I've always wondered that because it seems like there's a lot of passive aggression and all of that in today's Oh, scene. it was niggas. But back then, it seemed like it was a lot more upfront, in your face. Motherfuckers would just trash you right to your face. Yeah, that's what they were doing. But and also, you have to know, I was doing different genres. I was doing the the alt scene was developing. Hannibal Burris and then was coming into prominence. You know, different cats was 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 getting to this, getting to the point where developing this this sub genre of comedy known as you know black alt or alt or whatever. So they didn't really know about it. But the but the hood rooms and and the, you know, and the black and the, you know where I was a lot more. They definitely had something to say about it, and the sad Which thing sometimes about it, that yeah, that works to our benefit that they ignore. Yeah, yeah sometimes, 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 because anybody, nobody in the fucking alt circuit cared about who's got jokes or Bill. So when they go, what what credits do you have? At a certain point, hell, you could really just lie to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I was on the BET All Stars, and they, they ain't looking that shit up. So, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the sad thing about the, the situation is that it happened, and I, 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 I the wave of the 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 response of it happened, and then when they aired it, it happened all over again. Wow! Ah, Jesus Christ! Yeah, you had to go through it twice. Twice. I, here's what I wanted to ask, because you got some kids. Did the kids see it? My kids were little at the time. Nah, nah. I doubt yeah, it. I doubt it. That's good. I doubt it. Yeah. Because this, it would be hard to be like, follow your dreams, and then your kids see you. <laughs> like, nigga, that's a nightmare. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so I'm going to just go to school these kids work are, a job. These fucking kids are so confident. That, me, my son, my 19-year-old has more confidence at age 19 than I had at age 39. Man, that's when you're supposed to have the confidence with, at 19. With zero, with zero wins, though. This thing ain't got no <laughs> wins. <laughs> like, zero zero wins and no self-awareness. Yeah, this nigga like, nah, I think I can do it. You mean fight Tyson? Get the fuck out of here. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? But That's the beauty of it. But that's it. the beauty of you. Black eyes. They ain't never been fired. You know, you've never been heartbroken. That's, been a, that's never, the beauty to me. It is until you have to try to counsel these niggas. It's hard to direct these niggas if they, like, well, I don't know what happened to you, nigga. I'm doing great. That's <laughs> I'm like, nigga, I started, you're doing great because of me, nigga. I started out on negative, daddy. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got positive, dad. And, you know, and I, let me just say, I'm a decent, good dad. Hey, that's good. That's more than most people could say. Yeah, I'm a decent good dad. I'm not a magnificent dad. Ibrahim a magnificent dad. He'll tell nah, you right nah, now. I'm, a, I'm okay. <laughs> like, right. I have to be no, no, I have to be honest with myself because I, I literally had to sit back and was like, damn, I like it's just kind of weird that I'm viewed as an alpha male when I've grown up around alpha males. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because you don't think yourself that way. Yeah, right. We, we, me and Dave talked about like how we admire older men, especially older black men. I and do. My grand, yeah. my grandfather was a man's man. My dad is a man's man, and it's like when I look at myself in regards to them and my uncles and all, I'm like, there's, there's no way I'm an alpha male. But that's yeah, how you are. But do you think? Even or not, you are. It's just you just evolve. You're just more evolved. That's all. You're, well, part of it, you're, I think, you're a is subcompact. <laughs> yeah, I think for sure. For sure, I think technology makes it to where it's hard to compare a little bit like the sports talk, right? Of 
oh, well, Tom Brady played till he was 43. Well, uh, Joe Montana couldn't because yeah, he was getting Yeah, because Leonard Marshall was yeah. fucking destroying his back. Like, yeah, right. so back then the game retired you. Now this motherfucker <laughs> can decide when he wants to So go. it's like, yes, like, your, your, your father knew four different ways to get from New Jersey to Pittsburgh off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the road you have a GPS. Yeah, yeah. So now you're lazy. Yeah, my grandfather could. But more efficient. But but more efficient. Listen, listen, man. If my kids beat me, if my kids beat me in NBA 2K, they are now the head of the household. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to. The only power I wield in my house is that is the game. I don't have any fucking the handy skills to pass down. I don't have none of that shit. My grandfather. I played ball. Cars, I, I taught shit. my son ball. I taught my son ball, and I taught him, I taught him baseball, and I mm-hmm. taught him how to cook. So he still has some ref, some reverence for me, right? For now, for now, anyway. Yeah. But he, yeah, because I, I tell you what, I was definitely thinking about uh, was when Hank Aaron passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank Aaron and Cicely Tyson in the same week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of just like. You know, Cicely Tyson, I think she was saying, like, she didn't go get to go to the movie theater until she was 22, I think. Mm. Is that a metaphor for sex? And just that, you know, we sit online and we whine now about, oh, you know, somebody called me an N-word in the comments. And it just feel like it fails in comparison to yeah. where... You can't. That older generation is just tough. Yeah, and I mean, yeah nigga, we playing... Cut right to this week, and the girl is putting fucking glue on her head, and... She wants sympathy from us. Yeah. Right. Nah, nah, fuck that. Listen, yeah, man, I, I, we, we yeah. are we are playing we are playing without hand checking in our lifetime. <laughs> yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, our whole life we're playing without hand checking. There's no pass interference. Motherfuckers can run over the middle. This is the type of life we live in right now. Yeah, it's wide open. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's wide open. Niggas uh, are scoring 148 a game and, and calling themselves the goat. Word. It's a, it's a it's a offensive league right now. Like you yeah, said. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, league. League. we can't offend when nobody. They, when they say that about hand checking, and I go, well, that means everybody from this era subtract five points, and everybody from the old era add five, five points. That's that's fair. That's very insightful. I don't got time like, to do yeah, that though. <laughs> I don't got time to do that every day. <laughs> I gotta do that every day. Oh. Let me see what you actually are in, in Dave Lester years. Like, but yeah, it just, it just feel like we losing, you know. And I mean, like you said about the alpha thing, like I, I don't think it's I think it's more a product of the time. And I, I don't know. I don't buy into that whole alpha male thing. I think I think we all are at different times, depending on the room we in right. and the situation. That's another astute observation. I think that uh, it's the, the, the if you want to classify what males are, it has become first of all, males have become more well rounded, and then that, and then that maybe less in specific areas, but overall more well rounded. So you know where, where you had a Jordan, you know that was ah. Now you got a, I mean, is Kawhi? Well, not even Kawhi because he's not even a good example of that. But like somebody who's more well rounded, LeBron for that matter. You know, he's not well, less. Now, what I would say is like he's not less alpha. You know, I think he's just more dynamic. The, the game we play today is, first of all, everything's being recorded. <laughs> Thanks. You know, good or bad. Yeah. Even, you know, right down to, I guess the cameras came in handy with the uh, the girl in Harlem and the liquor store and that whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm glad Which, they got uh, them motherfuckers. 
Yeah, and they got his ass up out of here, which, uh, you know, and I hated the narratives because it became, oh, well, that's toxic masculinity. It's like, no, that's absence that's, of masculinity. Yeah, that's just whack shit. That's just bad, bad behavior. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, I hate it online, you know, in the comments, because that's where people try to get their shit off, you know. I, I stopped going there. I, 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 refuse, I look at those comment sections the same way I look at a fucking... Bus Depot waiting room. I'm not, I'm not going in there. I know it's in there. I'm not going in there. I don't have enough hand sanitizer to go in there. I'm staying right out here when this bus pull up, they pull up. I'm not going in that waiting room. I ain't touching shit. I ain't, I ain't sitting down. If you're going in there... Yeah, it's a nut house. Yeah. But what I wanted to say is like, you know, all the dudes in there typing, I feel like wouldn't have done that. And it's the dude that ain't gonna type shit yeah. that would have said something. Yeah, I've already, and I yeah. mean, I've been in those situations in New York. Right. I, I remember it was a homeless dude on the train. And this dude was like roasting the homeless dude. But it was like mean. And he had like his girl with him. And I remember, you know, I'm just kind of standing there. And mind you, I'm, I'm like right in that uh, sweet spot of like, I'm not an elder yet, but I'm not. The little young. nigga neither, yeah. Yeah, so I'm standing there and I kind of got my headphones in and he's going in on him. You old bum ass nigga, old stank ass nigga. (laughs) And it's like, yo, (laughs) you know, he's doing a hot 15 minutes on the dude, you know, from one stop. Then we hit two stops. Once we hit three stops, I finally just kind of was like, damn, man. All right. Like enough. Yo, and I mean, you jump right in it, too. but I was looking around because I was like, well, you know, you got all these people that I saw that were slightly older than me that I felt like should have been saying something. So then now when I say that, he's kind of like, well, motherfucker, what's up with you? Now he's walking across the train towards me or whatever. And finally, this dude in the corner just snapped. He was like, motherfucker, I've been homeless. What's up? And then dude kind of realized he was out there. Yeah, already. <laughs> that's a coward. That's a coward. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You didn't have no. You you weren't convicted. You weren't convicted. You 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 you, you tried. Nah, hell no. Nah. You know, as he's walking towards me now, I'm sizing him up and I'm going with that. How are we gonna do this? this? Motherfucker's bigger than me. Maybe I should have just been a punk like everybody else. No, <laughs> no. And that's how. And that's how that that manifests itself in so many ways in life, nigga. In comedy and in, in, in these goofy ass social media is like. Yeah, we know, and, and you know, I'm... and it does. And I'm and I'm gonna say two things. One, the thing about that liquor store incident, and I guess I should describe it. You know, uh, for people listening, you can pretty much Google a uh, woman got beat up outside a liquor store in Harlem. Uh, it was two dudes or whatever, you know, because she Basically, wouldn't accept she wouldn't accept his advances through buying her a, a bottle of wine. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was liquor. something odd like that, right? But then what struck me as odd is the dude, I guess one of the witnesses kind of said, yeah, well, you know, they, oh, the girl said as she was leaving, someone kind of told her, you might want to hurry up and leave. You know, they beat up somebody outside of here last week. Well, nigga. So it's just like, yo, we four wrongs deep before we try to even get right. It's just Mm. like, so... You didn't want to walk with her as you told her that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could have gave her a little. You could have gave her a little head start walk. And also, why you allowing motherfuckers to, them to beat motherfuckers? And also, up? how anyway. often are you? How often are you in this liquor store where you get to assess these acts, these, these, <laughs> these events? Are you guys right? Are you guys you guys on the same drink schedule? What the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah, he, he 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 knew their set. <laughs> oh, this, like, this oh, is, they do this shit. Oh, you are oh, you gonna love this? That's they get close. <laughs> this ain't closer. <laughs> <laughs> and that was basically me on the train. You know, I had to give the dude the light. I'm like, yo, yo, wrap you know, it up, I'm nigga. Come on, homeless man. Yeah, like we get it. He's gross. So, what do you want to speak Please. about? About uh, just about the about what people are getting from from that. Uh, what do you mean, getting from what? Getting from the from the from the experience. I know we were talking. You, 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 you made it a point to. Well, I guess what I was saying because he was talking about alpha males and such of like, you know, I I see it as situational. Yeah. I don't think it actually yeah. exists. You know, if it's six dudes walk up on you, beta. Very situational, I think. Yo, that's real. <laughs> you know, in that case, then I would be, I would be considered, uh, I would consider myself a gamma man. Like, I'm a nigga that assesses the <laughs> situation, and like you said, uh, transforms himself accordingly. And in a six, uh, six on one, definitely, uh, definitely gonna try to. But, but what annoys me is everybody's uh, alpha in the comments section. Oh, so yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I think it was, was it Javante Davis, the boxer, uh, like, you know, got caught on film kind of snatching his girl up. Mm. And people was talking crazy. In the, you know, I would have, he wouldn't have did that shit in front of me. Shit, shit. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. motherfucker be knocking yeah. motherfuckers out. And it's just like, hey, dog, you ain't got the front for me. I would have jump him. <laughs> Shit, I'd have helped them snatch her. What'd she oh, do? That's the, that's the main line. Girl, you got her showing out. You, you know Javante don't play that. You should have known better. You've been here before. I always say if a nigga... If a nigga, me and you in trouble. If a man, hey, that's one, that's one level where you got to respect T.I. Because T.I., they said he walked up on Mayweather about Tiny. I said, that motherfucker loves her. <laughs> He must. Be, I think that nigga's right. on the spectrum, personally. For that, for that alone, that, 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 they said that nigga's on the spectrum. That nigga is on the spectrum for that. Man, that nigga, that nigga needs. She look like the she like the cotton in a medicine bottle. I, I don't know why. Uh, you know, he could. I don't let him have that. I don't let him have that one. Yeah. Hey, he must love her, cause boy, I ain't walking up on no Mayweather boy. She's just light skin. She ugly light skin from 1988. All ugly light skin girls hey. was eating. You know mm. what though? She, she used to be bad back in the day with it. No, nah, I fucking nah, definitely. Nah, she I never liked that. No, she had some plastic surgery, and I think that's what that is. She was. She, she looks. A little, she was that she good. Has some aluminum in. surgery, nigga. She looks a little unnatural now, and and I think that's what everybody makes fun of. But anyway, T.I. must love her because boy, I'm not walking up on the undefeated boxer. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have DM that nigga. Hey man, uh, my lawyer will be reaching out to you about. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. About, hey, have, 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 has has either of y'all ever confronted a dude about a woman? No. Absolutely. Recently, no. recently, recently. I've had about four, four. I've had four tangles with dudes about not my woman. Okay. The most, what, recent, what the most recent, I was in Newark on these fucking civil rights ass buses. That's how old they are, and these buses <laughs> are packed. This is post. This is. Post COVID too. This recently. This like maybe still cold. It was cold, so maybe it was maybe it was November. And we all packed in this fucking non socially distanced bus, and it's just the double seats that in the back. There's a row. There are rows of double seats where 
people don't even really want other motherfuckers to sit next to them, but they do, depending on how tired you are, whatever. I don't sit next to motherfuckers. But this um this African dude, this big African dude was Nigerian, was sitting, and I know he was Nigerian, he was sitting on the outside seat of the double seat, and this raggedy looking sister, she doesn't she doesn't been through life. She'd be like she was crackish or crack or crack adjacent. She come on, <laughs> she pushed by everybody, she looked terrible. And she pushed by, and she stand there where he at, like to say, "Let me in." And the nigga, uh, and he sucks his teeth. And she just barged in. She hit him with her hip and just barged through there, that little crevice of the opening, and smushed herself down right next to him. And he said, "Bitch!" And he grew, he drew his hand back. <laughs> he drew his hand back to get ready to hit. Her. I said, "No!" And I hooked his hand. I said, "No!" And I, I wasn't thinking about doing it. I wasn't. I just seen it, nigga. I seen this nigga's big ass hand drawn back, looking like Thanos, and I just grabbed him. I said, "No, no, no, no!" Mm. And he calmed the fuck down. He looked at me like, "Nigga, you know." And then everybody got regular again, and then they just sat next to each other, and they ain't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sat to myself like, and said, like "What the fuck happened. is wrong with me?" <laughs> yeah, so you was alpha and. You sound a lot like me in that one situation. Of like, I ain't no tough guy. Just, but you can't. I can't eat that. I, I can't let guy. that happen. I will say that he it, it, it escalated. She was cussing at him, motherfucker, and I yeah, and she was being you know how crackish people are. They fucking all oh, they they like a they like a machine gun. They just and yeah, but you you know the thing about right now is with COVID on, everybody's so sensitive to to the point where you almost gotta like. Like, I wouldn't, obviously, I wouldn't co-sign and slapping her, but there is a level of, like, if she's coughing and carrying on, and, you know, they yeah. ain't got that mask on. It's she, like, yo, back your ass up. Yeah, I, I told a guy to move the fuck away from me without a mask one time. And I was about, I, I don't even talk like that, but I was like, I'm, yeah. my man, you're going to need to come the fuck away from me with all that. You ain't got no mask on. You wrong right now. Just get the fuck away from me. It's life or death right now. <laughs> yeah. so you almost got to say. Wait, is this is this domestic violence or is it just because this bitch ain't got no mask? <laughs> choking her out because she won't wear the mask. What I say? You know, if it's because of COVID, I gotta let it go down. You you should be around that man coughing like that or clearing your throat. You knew you was wrong for going to that that fucking house party, but to that point, um, right. I've definitely jumped in between a man and his homegirl, and she knocked the shit out of me from behind. That happened two times. Yeah, I've seen that happen so many see, times. Yeah, Are you, you gotta kidding be me, bitch? I'm getting, nigga, you know what it's like to get punched in the back of your head? You an angry bitch? Cause she's nigga, trying I to, thought I was sleepy. She's trying to regain his loyalty. <laughs> she tried to show her loyalty to him. And he'd abuse the motherfucker. And the third time was most significant. It was in my it was a roommate. I had I, I was on some threes company shit. I was the jack. And it was two broads, and they were some filthy broads. You know, and they just they was just cheating on they. They had a boy. They had both had boyfriends, and they was running niggas in and out of there like Times Square. They, you know, and man, I've heard never to have. A don't girl do that. Roommate. Yeah, because unless you you become the default boyfriend when shit go when shit go sideways. Oh, you the protection. Yeah, and <laughs> the, the dry dick protection at that. I went. And that was one of my worst dry spells at the time too. So, uh, damn. This nigga was had her hemmed. I go out to take the trash out, and this nigga got her hemmed up in the in the, in the crooks of the door, and I, <laughs> I stepped under the nigga's arm to take the trash. <laughs> I like, like, like I was hopping the train of my manhood. <laughs> I go under the turnstile, yeah, and I. So you was definitely beta in that situation. Yeah, I was beta, and then I went into the trash. I'm like, man, 
fuck, man. Fuck, I can't let this shit. And I said, oh, yo, 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 it ain't worth it. And come and find out, she he, she brought the nigga back herpes and all that shit. And I was like, yo, let oh. the, let the yeah, it was bad. But I, I talked the nigga down off her, and he left. Then I was worried he was going to shoot my window up because I live on the first floor. <laughs> and I was I was sleeping. I moved my bed and everything. <laughs> I moved my bed from the window. Yeah. That, that shit get tricky between dudes and women because you can only tell a dude so much, and then sometimes you can tell too much. And I'll say this, and we'll get off here because I know we are yeah. approaching time. Yeah. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't know if y'all caught any of that major hype stuff, but it was just funny. He was trying to defend himself, mm. and he did like an hour Instagram live coming back at the girl. Eesh. And... Instead of just telling us like she was cheating on me, he started trying to prove it. So he put like dick pics on the screen. Oh, oh yeah, other nigga dick pics. <laughs> he was nigga. just like, no, nigga. <laughs> we didn't need to know all of that. Yeah, you you egregious and wrong. You 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 are doubling down on fuck on beta right now. That's like that's- yeah. So then I'm watching and I'm just like, bro, you could have just told us. Then he puts up one. Then you're like, well, damn. You cover your eyes, then you watch again. He puts up another one, and you're like, damn, we get it. The bitch is cheap. I resent you, nigga. I resent you so much. So that's like that situation with the herpes, to where it's like, you know, this has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Because if I knew all of that. Yeah. yeah. Had I known what I knew then, then I would have just hopped the train again uh, to go back into the apartment <laughs> and put the top lock on, too. Yeah, you got to put the blanket over your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, so it's the last thing I ask, and I ask this, and we'll get the hell off here. Valentine's Day tomorrow, man. As a man, what's the best gift you ever had? Or do you even expect the gift? I don't expect gifts. Nah, I don't. But I think that's part of the problem. If we're doing it, <laughs> if we're doing it, then shouldn't everybody get gifts? Mm-hmm. Yes. A little bit. Then you get. But, I got married. I got my. I got my wife a wedding gift, and she got me a wedding gift. Okay. This is, crazy, what this is what we're doing. Yeah. So women, the youngest man in this conversation. Now that lets me know I have nothing to look forward. Yeah, no to. women. Like, women, women believe that them giving you pussy without an attitude, without an attitude, is a gift. That's not a gift. <laughs> That's not a gift. That's a rerun. Word. Why, why don't you just you know run the whole season of the, run the whole first season of a different world? It's the same shit. Same shit as you did because uh, this is I nice. The, but best I don't, gift, you know. the best gift I got was the girl got her at least got some lingerie for that same. That's moment. for her. Yeah, word. That's, That's for uh, yeah. All she did was regift you. She regifted a gift she gave you. She put put wrapping paper on a gift from last year. That's actually insulting. Yeah. That's you know, she shaved, she shaved the little heart down there, so she did a little bit of work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little bit of work, at least. But well, I will say this, damn, man. That, that sucks, man. I got nothing to look forward I don't to. Have long, I don't like lingerie. I actually think it's for them, and it really just gets in my way, the way wrapping paper gets in between me and my PS. My PS the gift I really wanted is inside of what I'm now. You, you're putting up obstacles between me and what I really want. I don't give a fuck about this wrapping paper. Send me my PS5 and let me get my thing. Let me get my shit. Nah. It is a little silly. It's like you paying for some shit you're going to tear off yeah. anyway. I don't know, but but crotchless panties was all right, though. I had... I, crotchless? Yeah, man, that's all right, bro. I, I'm, I feel the same way Dave do, but it was a chick I dated some years ago, man, that 
put that on for Valentine's. That was all right, yo. That's useful. That's actually useful because it's deco- it's decorative and it's practical. I yeah. I fuck with that. I co-sign on that. Mm-hmm. I uh, Cuomo did us dirty by opening these bars back up, so we all gotta nigga, that's make some I'm reservations. Make, nigga, I'm hey. making some money tomorrow. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> no word. Yeah, I, yeah, I got a show. Got? I got a I got a Valentine's Day. I call it's not even a Valentine's. I got a Black Love brunch, nigga. I ain't even calling the Valentine's Day comedy show. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, that's that sounds fun. Uh, we're gonna get the hell off here, Dave. Uh, go ahead, plug your handles, and uh, this will be out Monday. So this sounds fun. This, sound, this was great, guys. Uh, yeah, man, good uh, talking to you, Dave. I, well, I feel like I gotta call Ibrahim just to talk to him because he didn't talk nothing. <laughs> me and Phil, <laughs> me and Phil was shooting. This nigga was grabbing yeah, rebounds, man. playing defense. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. I just keep, I just. Hey, I always tell people I'm fucking what's what's the bitch name? This nigga's Howard Stern. I'm the I'm the fat black. You Robin Quivers? I'm I'm Robin Quivers. That's, that's, <laughs> that's funny. We never can remember. Her name. Yeah, that's all I am. I'm the Robin to his Howard. That's it. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Because having people to bounce shit off of, I be hearing them lonely podcasts where it's just one motherfucker talking. Oh, nigga, I just throw my headphones in the garbage when I hear them shit. God right, damn. Yeah, yeah, I just never want to be that. Yeah. No, nah, this was sad. great. This was fucking fun and therapeutic. And uh, also, I'm late to see my kids, so I got to get the fuck out of here. Hey, tell the people where they can find you at, though. Just give up, leave them your handles and all that. I'm a Comedian Dave Lester on Instagram. That's Comedian Dave Lester on Instagram. And I'm just Dave Lester on Facebook. I don't do Twitter because uh, that's for Robin over there. That's for uh, okay. Ibrahim Khalid. Ibrahim. That's his, that's his area. Actually, I just don't have the patience. Uh <laughs> And yeah, that's really it. Ibrahim, what you got? No, I ain't got shit, but uh Ibrahim Khalif and uh Ibrahim Khalif eighty three on uh on Twitter. Okay, hey. y'all know me per I at I am Phil Hunt per usual. Uh thanks for coming on and thank you. 